0: So thankful for all of our guests that are here. We appreciate you being here today with us. It's glad to see you all. Glad glad to have her family with her and those of you that are here. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Matthew 9. Let's read verses uh, 18 through 22 together. It's so wonderful what God orchestrated for us to minister today and how God just moved in this place. Matthew 9, verse 18 through 22. Are you there? Okay, let's read that together. Ready, read. While he spoke these things to them, behold, a ruler came and worshipped him, saying, My daughter has just died lay your hands on her and she will live. So Jesus arose and followed him, and so did his disciples. And suddenly a woman who had a flow of blood for 12 years came from behind and touched the hem of his garment. For she said to herself, if only I may touch his garment, I shall be made well. But Jesus turned around and when he saw her, he said, be of good cheer, daughter, your faith has made you well. And the woman was made well from that hour. Glory to God. Did y'all get excited on the inside about verse 18 when Jairus said, my daughter just died? You know, we're used to the Mark 5 version of this, but here it says, he says, my daughter just died, but come lay your hands on her, she will live. That's good. Verse 22. Jesus turned around and when he saw her, this woman with the issue of blood, he said, be of good to your daughter. Your faith has made you well. Your faith has made you well. So this is what your faith will do. But the last line of this says, and the woman was made well from that hour. From that hour. So I want to talk today on this subject. This is resistant faith part two. Healed from now on. Healed from now on. Oh, that's what it said. So we're going to minister on Healed from now on. Are you ready for upgrading your faith? Now Father, thank you today for the word. I ask you, Holy Ghost, speak through me. Think through me. Minister through me. Think of that hearts are ready to receive the word of God. God, we ask you to, to cleanse the atmosphere of anything that might distract or hinder from the word of God flowing and being received by your people. Now, Lord, give us ears to hear, eyes to see, hearts to perceive. The revelation that comes from your word today, we pray in Jesus' name. So be it. Amen. And amen. All right, take your seats. Healed from now on. All right, now we know God loves us a lot, doesn't He? And God wants us, I've been teaching you this the last uh, few weeks here, that God wants us to really enjoy uh, great lives. Perfect lives. Huh? Perfect lives. Say perfect. Perfect lives. Um, Put it on the screen. Help me out with this media. Luke 12, verse 31 and 32. Luke 12, 31 and 32. Luke 12, 31 says, but seek the kingdom of God, and all these things shall be added to you. Y'all know that one, right? Yes. Seek the kingdom of God. When you see the kingdom of God, I, wanna, I want you to, to think of this phrase here, heaven's reality. Because he's not telling them to seek a place. He's not telling them to seek to go to heaven. That's not what he's saying. He's saying, seek heaven's reality. Y'all went to sleep already? He's not telling them to go looking for heaven. Not, he's not telling, telling them to look for a place. He's telling them to look for a condition, to look for a state of being. You don't have to look for heaven. You just die, you're born again, you got an automatic ticket. Got it? So seek the kingdom of God or heaven's reality and all these things that you otherwise would be seeking for shall be added to you. Look at verse 32. Verse 32. Do not fear, little flock, for it is your father's good pleasure to give you... Heaven's reality You got it So you and I don't have to convince God Or manipulate God or trick God Into giving us Heaven's reality It's his good pleasure to do it He wants you and me to have Heaven's reality and Heaven's reality We sing about it in church no more crying, no more dying all That kind of good stuff we sing about it But most in the church don't understand That Heaven's reality is supposed to be ours Right here on this earth You got it You and I are in this world But we're not of this world So since we are in this world Not of this world Then we are not subject then Or we should not be subject To the world's conditions So Jesus said Seek heaven's realities And he said It's your father's good pleasure To give you the kingdom Or to give you heaven's reality Y'all got it? Now, we've been looking at Romans chapter 14, verse 17. Put it on the screen for me, please. Because this is just further proof about heaven's reality. Yes, sir. Romans 4, 14, verse 17. says, for the kingdom of God, remember, he just told us to seek that. The kingdom of God is not eating and drinking. That's not what it's about. But we could imply it is. But it is. But heaven's reality is righteousness. That's right standing with God. I'm perfect standing with God. And peace. That's, y'all know the Greek word? Irene, which means safety, security, felicity, or happiness, and prosperity. You look it up in your Greek quarters. I'm not making this up. You look it up. God wants you to have this. He says uh, security, safety, felicity, prosperity, happiness, and joy, ha, 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 in the Holy Spirit. You got it? So God doesn't want you to have joy just at Christmas time. That's when they're playing little jingle bells and jingle bell rock. He wants you to have joy all the time. You got it? Because a lot of people have have joy at Christmas, but when the credit card bills come afterwards, they, oh, my God, I just need my tax refund. That's not God's will. Okay, his will is for you and me to be seeking this all the time. Seek heaven's reality and all these things. Things like cars, things like houses, things like clothes, things like relationship, things, whatever, whatever things you need, he said, shall be added to you. Added. 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 Got it? And don't fear because it's your father's good pleasure to give you heaven's reality, to give you righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. You got it? All right. So that's what God's will is for us to enjoy. Give me that same verse, verse 17 here. In the the CEV, thank you, sir. The CEV, Contemporary English Version. CEV, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Says God's kingdom isn't about eating and drinking. Mm -hmm. It is about pleasing God, about living in peace, Mm -hmm. and about true happiness. All this comes from the Holy Spirit. Glory Glory to God. Pleasing God, living in peace. Living in perfect peace. See, I know, I know it's kind of difficult because it's hard for us to imagine perfect life. It's hard for us to imagine that because, well, you know, this world, man, everybody got problems. Well, Jesus said, "In the world you'll have tribulation, but be of good cheer; I'll overcome the world." In fact, one place just before that, he told him, "He said, I told you these things in me; you'll have peace." In me, you'll have peace. So this perfect peace you'll have in me. So I understand because we're born into this world and we're conditioned to operate like the world. But when you get born again, you're born again into the kingdom. You're born again into a a different uh, way of operating. A different way of living, you're born now into out of earth's realities into heaven's reality. But tell your neighbor, you got to know that. And you got to go for it. Now, I told you last week, I was talking, uh, listening to uh, this guy, uh, Dr. Uh, Pastor Robert Tilton. He gave this phrase here, and I want you to make sure you have this written down somewhere on your forehead, on your hand, somewhere on a paper if you have it. Your faith brings heaven's reality. Your faith brings heaven's reality. So although you are born again into the kingdom of God, the kingdom of God is a faith kingdom. And so whatever you want out of the kingdom of God, whatever reality you want out of his kingdom, you've got to get it by faith. Right. You don't get it just, just by going to church. No. If that was the case, man, we'll be the most prominent thing on this planet. Right. You've got to get the kingdom's reality, heaven's reality, by faith. That's why the Bible says four times, the just yeah. shall live by faith. You got it? Yes, sir. Y'all not talking about faith already, are you? Oh, All right. Now, so heaven's reality. Everybody say heaven's reality. heaven's reality. Now, 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 12. Now, get that on, in your Bible. Get on the screen. Now, I'm going to start quoting a scripture, and I'm going to see if y'all can finish it for me. John three sixteen. For God... Come on! Come on! Uh huh. But everlasting or eternal life. Got it? You know that one. But look at First Timothy six verse twelve. Says, "Fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold." Oh, there it is. Lay hold. Well, wait a minute. I thought I just believed in him. I got eternal life. Well, sure, I got it but to lay hold of it. In other words, words, if if you had a billion dollars in your account, it's yours, but if you don't have access to the account, you can't lay hold of it. And what I'm telling you is you got a billion dollars in your account. (laughs) But you need faith to lay hold of it. You've got all the divine healing you need in your account, but you need faith to lay hold of it. You've got all the true happiness in your account, but you need faith to lay hold of it. You don't, and you don't lay hold of it by coming to church. That's great. That's great. That's a great start. You can come here and you can learn faith. Faith comes by hearing and hearing comes by the word of God. But you've got to put faith into action
1: for you to lay hold
0: of what has been given to you. Glory to Amen. God. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. I'm, I'm excited because I know what I'm preaching today. All right, so everybody say faith. faith. So I got to fight the good fight of faith. Now, now I told you this here a couple weeks ago or last week. Ephesians 2 verse 8, you don't have to turn there. But Ephesians 2 verse 8 says that you and I are saved through faith, right? We're saved by grace, right? We're saved by grace. All the, all the Methodists know that. Am I right, Barbara? If you're a good, tried-and-true Methodist, you know we're saved by grace. But we're saved by grace through faith. The Southern Baptists know that real good. We're saved by grace through faith. But what many of them, uh, I don't want to say many of them, most, most of the body of Christ in total doesn't, don't realize is that we're kept saved through faith. First Peter 1 Peter 1.5, put it on the screen for me. First Peter 1 Peter 1.5, I think that's where it is. First Peter 1 Peter 1.5, who are kept by the power of God through faith for salvation ready to be revealed in the last time. So, you know, most people think, well, one saved, always saved. Well, that would be true if we didn't have this scripture. And if, if Revelation didn't say things like he'll blot your name out the book, out the book of life. So, so you get saved through faith, but you must stay saved through faith. The just shall live by faith. So if you, it's the same way. Uh, if a child, a child, uh, when a child is born into the earth, a child is born uh, from, you know, through, through their mother's womb or whatever, come to the mother's womb. And the child has life from the mother. But if you disconnect that child from its mother and never reattach the child, reconnect the child to its mother, you won't live. It's basic right So if you and I are born again Through faith We have to stay in faith To stay born again I don't believe that Well how can the Bible keeps talking about Like 2 Corinthians uh, 13 5 says Examine yourself see whether you're in the faith How can the Bible said That many shall depart from the faith Giving heed to seducing spirits And doctors of demons Many shall depart from the faith so it's possible to depart from the faith. And be, still be in church. But you departed from the faith. You, you move from faith to religious. That's the worst part. Because <laughs> that's that's deceptive. Deceiving yourself. Still in church, but you're laying a bit more serving God than the man in the moon. Right? So I'm, I'm saved through faith and I'm kept Saved through faith. That's important. Put that back on the screen. First Peter 1, 5. Matter of fact, start at verse 2. First Peter 1, verse 2. First Peter 1, verse 2. Y'all know it when you see it. 1 Peter 1, verse 2. Y'all like this one. Uh, we're elect according to I want to get to that. I want to start that part. Grace and peace. Grace to you and peace be multiplied. Verse 3. Blessed be the God and Father of the Lord Jesus Christ, who according to his abundant mercy has begotten us again, begotten us again, begotten us again. We're born again. To a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, verse 4. To an inheritance incorruptible, undefiled, and does not fade away that's reserved in heaven for you, right? Not talking about reserved for when you get there. That's just telling you that's where all your inheritance is right now. you got to access that by faith. Now watch verse 5. This is what we just read. We are kept by the power of God through faithful salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time. So you and I are kept through faith. We're experiencing salvation, but there will be a final salvation when Jesus Christ comes. I learned this from, from all my Baptist friends growing up. I am saved, I am being saved, and I will be saved. I have been saved. I'm currently being saved. That's sanctification. But I also will be saved in the end. Got it? All right. All right. Now, the problem is Satan's got everybody resisting faith, fighting faith. Instead of fighting a good fight of faith, faith, they're fighting faith. Because he knows, remember I gave you this last week, make sure you have this written down. Without faith, you can't resist the devil. Without faith, you cannot resist the devil. But I'm born again. Without faith, you cannot resist the devil. But I go to church. Without faith, you cannot resist the devil. Now, what I mean when I say we're just the devil, remember now, we're born again, we're born in naturally, y'all listening? We're born naturally in the earth's reality. Now, what is earth's reality? The curse. Y'all catch up with me. Earth's reality is the curse. When Adam and Eve sinned, the curse came on the earth. So all around us, the curse is all is there. You can plant your grass or plant a nice, nice flower bed. You don't you don't have to plant weeds. Now, right about it. You don't plant weeds. You don't plant thorns. But because that's Earth's reality, they come up. When a child is born on the Earth, you don't plan on that child being sick. But sickness is all around because that's Earth's reality. But heaven's reality is the total opposite. Heaven's reality, or should I say, earth's reality was heaven's reality before Adam and Eve sinned. Perfection. Got it? So, without faith we can't resist the devil, which means I can't keep earth's reality out. goodness. Okay, uh, how many of y'all, well, no, no, I don't know anybody, but if you do, uh, if, if you live on the water, right on the water, like waterfront property, on the, you know, I don't mean like a lake, a waterfront property, like, a, like an ocean or, or the bay, you have to put up something called a seawall. Why do you put up a seawall? It's to keep the water out. Because without that seawall, the water's coming in. Right? So in this earth, you as a, as a born-again child of God, you, your faith becomes a seawall to keep the curse out of your life. You don't have to have the curse. Oh, y'all didn't hear what I said. You don't have to have the curse. You don't have to have earth's conditions. You don't have to have earth's reality. But if without a seawall, Without a wall called faith, a shield of faith, you can't resist the devil. And he's constantly coming. He only comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Y'all got it? Are y'all following me? All right, I'm taking you somewhere here this morning now. All right, so that's what the Bible says in James 4, verse 7. Put it on the screen for us, please. James 4, verse 7. Therefore, submit to God, resist the devil, and what? He will flee from you. Therefore, submit to God. I do that. Then I have to resist the devil. Notice it didn't say submit to God and the devil will flee from me. Oh. I thought I just submitted to God. I thought I just went to church and gave my tithes and everything going to be all right. Well, that's that's a good start, baby. But it says, therefore, submit to God, period. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. So there's something beyond My submitting to God. Oh, boy. See, most most folk, I told you this, I think, last week. Most folk in the church don't know about spiritual authority. They know just about being a good Christian. They submit to God. But when you learn about spiritual authority, you know now I can do this part two, which is resist the devil. I put up a resistance against him, and he will flee from me. I grew up in, in church hearing people about the devil on my track trying to turn me back. <sighs> Got the devil coming after me every day. The devil came in my room last night. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. Now, you, now that bugger will try to show, him, show himself. He'll try to manifest. But you don't have to move. You resist him, he flees from you. Not you flee from him. Most of the church got it backwards. They're running from the devil. You got it? Man. Now, put that definition of the word resist up, please. I'm I'm just trying to move. I'm trying to track this time here. Resist means to exert oneself so as to counteract or defeat. It means to withstand the force or effect of. Notice it says to exert oneself. Exert, Barbara, is the root word of exercise. Now, you can't exercise just sitting there. What you doing, exercising? No, you're not. Now, you can exercise while you sit, but sitting is not exercising. <laughs> Laying down is not exercising. The, the whole, you, you understand when you say exercise, that something's moving. Something's you know, you jumping jacking or something. You, you're doing something, right? Something's moving. Right? So, exert. To exert means there's some movement. It's Yes, sir. To exert is not passive. I wish there was passive exercise. Don't you? I, man, if I was that, I'd be, I'd be finer than frogs here, boy, if, if you could have passive exercise. I'm trying to tell you, man. I hear you say. But it's not like that. Now, notice what it says here, and i got to get into this real quick. It's to counteract or defeat. Yeah. It's to exert yourself to counteract or defeat, to withstand the force or effect of. Now, remember, this is resistance. I talked about stain resistance last week. You, you can have stain-resistant carpet. You can, have, you can put up stain resistance on your furniture, spray some Scotchgard or something on there. Now, remember what I told you, it's not spill resistant, it's stain resistant. So it can't stop the spills, but it stops the spills from having a full effect on the carpet or your furniture. Got it? <laughs> now, so you got to put up some resistance. Now, it said resist the devil, he'll flee from you. 1 Peter 8 and 9. 1 Peter 5, rather, verse 8 and 9. And then we're going to get into this here. 1 Peter 5, verse 8 and 9. There's still review here. It says, be sober... That, that don't just mean don't drink. Talking about be sober in the world, that means be, be clear thinking. That's right, right. Absolutely. You can't be drunk on anything. You can be drunk on a lot more than MD-2020. Y'all don't even know what MD-2020 is, do you? y'all so, I mean, know about that. am mad dog. So be sober. Be vigilant. Because your adversary, your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. Verse 9 resist him. Don't just let him come in. Come on. He's telling you he's coming. Resist him. Come on, sir. You know, you ever met anybody who they don't seem to mind stains? Oh, my God, yes. Come on! Don't look at your neighbor. Just look straight ahead. They, they don't see the mind stains. Walk come in to work, and they got stains on their shirt. They don't stop by Wawa's and got a sandwich on the way to grease. Got a greasy sandwich too. Got grease stains, and they ain't washed the things since the last time. Come to come to work with the stains in there, and you're like you don't see that. They saw it. They saw it. They don't care. They just don't mind. It don't bother them. You ever seen people with stains on their furniture? And you just you scared to sit down on it? <laughs> Come on, don't just, just look straight ahead. I won't be like, I don't have time to sit. I'm just passing through. Right? Rug stains, carpet stains. I hate stains, man. You gotta do something about them stains. You can't let stains sit in there like that. But some people don't mind stains. You spill Kool Aid on the. uh, That's all right. It's all right. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. See, there are people, there are people in the body of Christ who don't mind the stains of the world. And they make the stains of the world oftentimes a badge. Sickness is a stain. Y'all don't say nothing on this side over here. Yes, Sickness, I'm talking to this side over here, is a stain. The Bible says you and I are supposed to remain unspotted from the world. Sickness and disease is a stain from the world, and there are Christians who don't mind that. Well, it's just my badge. I get this, is my My arthritis. See, and if you don't mind a stain, then you allow other stains. And we can't do it. The the Bible says resist him. How? So you need faith to resist him. Knowing that the same sufferings are experienced by your brotherhood in the world. So your brothers in the world, they're going through the same things, but you gotta make sure you resist him so that now now it doesn't mean that sickness won't try to come on you. I'm not saying that. Remember, it's stain resistant, not spill resistant. You just don't allow that stain to get set in. You know what a set in stain is. <coughs> Some set in stains that you got a man. Now, when the stain first get in there, you spill some ketchup on you, or whatever you are eating your French fries too fast, get ketchup. You know, you normally get some water, or something, and get that, because you, you don't want it to set in. You try to, you try to treat it right away, so it doesn't set in. But you let it sit. Then don't, don't, don't go iron over that stain. You ironing, you trying to, you trying to set it in. Are y'all following me? You throw it on a pile, let it sit there for two weeks. I'm, I'm messing with somebody's laundry right here. You let that thing, you let that thing sit up for two weeks, it be stained and stink. It's stained and stink, stain and stink. You can't let laundry pile up like that. It's the, the stains gonna set in. My house is like a laundromat for real. It's washing, everything going every day, every day. You gotta put on clean clothes. Right. So the same thing with any spot from the world. If it comes on you, don't let it set in. You just let it set in. You just become well. You know, just that ain't nothing but that. You know. Are y'all hear what I'm saying to you today? I'm not telling you you're not going to be around people and they don't spill something on you. But the difference in you letting it set in, not putting up some sort of resistance. And I want to show you today how to scotch guard your life. Got it? Hallelujah. So resist them steadfast in the faith. Resist them how? Okay, one more review. Ephesians 6, 16. Ephesians 6, 16. Glory to God. Ephesians 6, 16. Above all, taking what? The shield. the shield of faith with which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. Who's the wicked one? The devil. devil. We know who he is. We don't need to figure it out. The devil's the wicked one. And so he's shooting fiery darts at us. He's, he's trying to spot us. It's like, uh, what's that game? Paintball. Y'all somebody know about paintball? These kids love paintball. Yes. I, don't, I don't mean laser tag. It's my paintball. paintball. Paintball where the thing explodes on it. Yes. You're trying to avoid that. Whoa! <laughs> right. So the devil is—he is shooting fiery darts, just like paintball. But it says you can put up a shield of faith that'll quench or stop right. his fiery darts. Let, let your shield get stained, but don't let your, yourself get stained. <laughs> let the shield take the hit. Your shield of faith is a, is a, is a, is a, is a kingdom shield. It's, a, it's an everlasting shield. It's a strong shield. That'll protect you against every dart of the enemy. You don't have to be sick and die. Listen to what I'm saying to you. You don't have to be sick and die. Preach this word, sir. Preach. Preach. I don't care what you've been diagnosed with. I don't care what you've been feeling. I don't care what runs in your family. See, people go around talking about what runs in their family, and so they don't put up resistance. Well, you know, I figure by the time I turn about 36, that's about when it, yeah, that's about when it manifests. And... No. No, sir. You and I have been given access to heaven's reality. We're no longer susceptible to earth's reality. Earth's reality is real. The curse is real. It's really out there. But heaven's reality is just as real, more real than earth's reality. What has to happen is you and I have to get used to seeing in a different realm. While we look not at the things which are seen, but at things which are not seen. The things that are seen are temporary, subject to change. That means even if you see a stain, baby, it's just temporary. Something to change. Even if you have been hit, it's just temporary. Something to change. That means that just as easy as something came on you, you can get it off of you. Well, you don't understand, I've had this disease a long time. There is a fountain filled with blood drawn from Emmanuel's veins. If sinners plunge beneath the flood, lose all, lose all the guilty stain. Doesn't matter how set in the stain may already be. Doesn't matter if it's stage one, stage two, stage three, stage four. Or if like Jairus comes and says, she already died, but I believe. She already died, but I believe. Y'all got it? Now today I'm talking about healed from now on. From now on. From now on. Okay. sir. Now. Y'all look for Isaiah in your Bible. Find the book of Isaiah. Because one type of fiery dart that we got to deal with, that we're going to deal with today, is sickness and disease. I thought, man, that's so powerful when Pastor Kim moved that way early in the service. I'm like, man, man, man. I almost ain't got to preach. But I, I need to preach because whatever you receive, I need to have you keep it. Remember, I, I just showed you earlier, we're saved through faith but we are kept saved through faith. So if I can be healed through faith, I can keep my healing through faith. In fact, if I am healed by faith, I must keep it by faith. In other words, I can't get healed by faith or healed by the Spirit of God and keep it by, med- by medical or uh, science. Oh, Jesus. I didn't get saved by faith and then keep it through religious works. Right. One of the worst travesties that exists in the body of Christ, I heard uh, Brother Kenneth E. Hagen, who was going to heaven many years ago, he talked about this, is, is the problem with most Christians is that even when they receive healing, they don't keep healing. Because it takes more faith to keep it, Than it often does to receive it Because you can receive faith today Just by The working of miracles By the gifts of healing I can stand here as a man of God Or any one of you who walk with God Can minister healing to somebody And they receive it right then But to keep it to walk it out every day It's going to take your faith To walk it out and keep it every day You got it? So healed from now on. Healed from now on. All right, now, I gave you this last week. I'm going to have them put on the screen again. You can take a picture of it, whatever you need to do. Use, this is how you actively resist the curse. Use your spiritual authority, powered by your faith, and released through your mouth to resist the devil. I gave you that last week. Use your spiritual authority, powered by your faith, and release through your mouth, you speaking something, to resist the devil. Glory to God. I was, was the other day, uh, Thanksgiving Day, I had my phone in my hand and I got an alert on my phone saying uh, I was running out of storage. So I'm sitting at the table. We, we've already eaten and everything. So I'm sitting there going through my phone trying to get rid of some of these pictures on my phone. that's taking up storage on my phone. And I pass, uh, hit this picture of when Hurricane Irma uh, in 2017 was about to hit St. Right. Pete. They showed a line. I, I should have sent the pictures in. Though they showed a line. The track of it was going to go straight through St. Pete. I mean, they showed a straight line, like my arm, straight through St. Pete. Right. It's going to come up, right up. Florida's west coast and go straight through St. Petersburg. It says it's going to obliterate and hit St. Petersburg at a f- category five. Yeah, right. That's what they say, sir. This what it looked like. In other words, the, the track looked like my arm like this. And what do we do? We resisted it. We used our spiritual authority powered by our faith released through our mouths to resist the devil. Declaring the word of God. I spoke to that storm all night. My wife will tell you, we, we were here at the church all night. All night. Every, every little while, I'll go outside and I'll speak to that storm. Now, I know that's probably crazy. That's probably crazy to most folk. But like I said, they'll all thank me in heaven. Because after the storm, they, they released another picture. The track looked like this. St. Peter'sburg was still here. The track, it looked like that. It went, it came up, but then it went around. Why? We resisted. It didn't get rid of the storm. It just didn't allow it to do what it wanted to do with us. Ooh-wee. Y'all got it? Now, resist. What does it mean again? To exert oneself so as to counteract or defeat to withstand the force. All right, now, Isaiah 53, y'all have that? Okay, well, 53. Y'all should have known where I was going. I'm talking about healing. How about all my Bible scholars in here? See, that was you all test. Barbara, she already knew. See, she knew. Isaiah 53. Are you there? Yes. Now, I'm going to show you this. This is how this is done. Verse 1. Who has believed our report? In my Bible, Deke, I wrote in there, I have. I mean, I have to do that because, you know, I have the curse trying to come on me. I'm not telling you I don't ever have these conditions or sicknesses trying to come on, on me. I gotta do this, what I'm telling you to do. I gotta do it myself, every day. So in my Bible, I wrote, I have. And then it says, and to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? I wrote in my Bible, D, to me. <laughs> Y'all bastard crazy. So who's believed the report? I have. And then whom is his arm revealed to? So now his arm means his power, his strength. So the one who believes the report is the one that, has, that sees the power. Got it? Okay, verse 4 and verse 5. Y'all know this, one, don't you? I got one yes. surely, surely, He has borne our griefs. Now, in my Bible, I wrote next to that word griefs, I wrote wrote sicknesses. Because I need to know what griefs are. I know y'all got pretty Bibles. I'm not scared to write in my Bible. When I'm I'm trying to manifest healing, I gotta... gotta. Surely he has borne our griefs or sicknesses and carried our sorrows. I wrote next to that pains. Because when you look it up, it means pains. Anybody have any pain in your body? Nobody. Good. At least nobody admitted it. He has borne our sicknesses and carried our pains, yet we esteem him stricken, smitten by God, and afflicted. Verse 3, verse 5 rather. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. That word peace is Shalom. That's prosperity. The punishment to pay for our prosperity was upon him. So this isn't just a healing scripture. This is a financial scripture. And by his stripes, we will be what? Oh, we are? By his stripes, we are healed. First Peter 2.24, with his stripes, we were healed. So if I were healed, then I am healed. You understand? I know that's bad English. If I was healed, then I am healed. In other words, the healing has already happened. The healing happened before the sickness happened. The healing was already taken care of before the sickness ever showed up. Now, the, the issue is, for us is, do we believe the report? Because this is the report. Got to go to the doctor, see if I get me a good report. It's amazing, and I, it's interesting. And I, you know, I, I understand what people are saying. Pastor, pray for me. I got to go to the doctor. Pray for me if I get a good report. And I, you know, I I do, I oblige. I understand what they mean. So I'm not picking on anybody. But what I I really say to them is, here's the report, the good report is already here. See, here's the report that you gotta get. The report says, he has borne our griefs, our sicknesses, he has carried our sorrows, our pains, and it says, verse 5, he was wounded for my transgressions, he was bruised for my iniquities, the chastisement for my peace was upon him, and by his stripes I am healed. That's the report I got. So what I'm going to do is, if, and this is a big if because I'm not going, but if you do go to the doctor, then you have to stay in faith until his report matches this report. Well, what if I go to the doctor and I get a bad report? Acknowledge it, but don't believe it. See, I don't believe that. I I know that they say you got a tumor. I don't have a tumor. You do. You do You do have a tumor. You do have a tumor. No, the Bible says call things to be not as though they were. That's right. That's not what you did. You just tried to call things that were as though they were not. You got it backwards. If the tumor is there, the tumor is there. What you got to do is call yourself healed. I call myself delivered. I call myself pain-free. I call myself whole. I call myself well. Abraham did not consider his own body already being dead or the deadness of Sarah's womb it didn't say he didn't acknowledge it he knew they were dead they're like praise the Lord but he was strong in faith giving glory to God I believe what God's word says say it I believe what God's word says say it again say I believe what God's word says Said this way, I believe his report, and his report says I am healed. You got it? All right. Now, glory to God. Okay. Now, let's go to Matthew nine. Let's go to Matthew nine. We're tracking right along. I'm try not to run out of time today. Matthew nine. Hallelujah. I said, Hallelujah. Because remember what it says now, if you believe the report, then his arm or his power is revealed to you. So we're going to see a woman who believed the report. Matthew 9, glory to God. And verse 18, while he spoke these things, if you go earlier, it's in red, it's Jesus, so this is Jesus talking, right? While Jesus spoke these things to them, behold, a ruler came and worshiped him, saying, my daughter has just died. But come and lay your hand on her And she will live Now that's faith That is faith I mean She died but come and lay your hands on her and she will live That's a lot different than we heard You know you read in Mark's account She's sick He says here no she died Come lay your hands on her and she will live Now what happened His faith released from his mouth, stirred up the power of the Lord. Because before this, he's not really doing anything, he's just teaching. But all of a sudden now, he, Jairus' faith places the man on Jesus' power. So now Jesus Christ has stirred up. Now he's oozing virtue. He, he, he's like, somebody just turned the light on. Are y'all following what I'm saying? Yes, it' like healing is just ready to just... Yes, yes. This man said, what? This, this, this man just said, she dead, but if I come lay my hands on her, she will live? Oh my God, I'm about to show out. Amen. She will live. So now faith is stirred up. Right. So as he's walking, go to verse 19. Verse 19, so he arose and followed him. I'm, I'm going. So he's, 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 he's walking, Jesus is, is walking healing. He's walking virtue. It's moving. Got it? So he arose and, and, and followed him, he followed Jairus, and so did his disciples. Verse 20, and suddenly, suddenly, out of nowhere, Somebody's going to get you a suddenly blessing. Woo! Woman just jumped in. You see what I'm saying? He's on his way to one miracle, but somebody else just jumped in. I'm going to get in on that, Lord. Saying I'm going to get in on that, Lord. I'm going to get, get, get in on that miracle right there. I'm going to get in on that healing. And suddenly... Like out of nowhere. A woman who had a flow of blood for how long? 12 years. Came from behind and touched him with his garment. She snuck up on him. She snuck up on Jesus. She see him going there. Now he's, he's oozing with anointing because of Jairus' faith. The atmosphere of expectation is the breeding ground for miracles. If you get one person to step out and say, I'm going to get my healing, everybody in the room can get their healing. I I knew something was going to happen today when when I kept hearing liver, liver, liver. Liver? Okay, liver? No, no, liver. Yeah, liver. No, 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 liver. You know, it's like, like, it's like, like a, a pitcher trying to shake off a, a pitch. The catcher's saying liver, and I'm saying, <laughs> on, change the call, liver. I'm like, Lord, I ain't never called on no liver, liver. Come on. Michelle said, that's me. I told you. That's how God is. I told you. (laughs) She touched him with his garment. Watch watch this, verse 21. For she said to herself, if only I may touch his garment, I shall be made well. Now she, if you study her out, this, this version and Mark's version, even Luke's version. You'll see she, she carries out the steps of faith. I mean, perfectly. She heard. She said. And she came. And she did. So faith comes by hearing. It goes by saying. And it operates by acting. That's how you. That's, she she It's perfect. Perfect execution. Flawless execution of faith. She heard. She said something. I shall be made well. Okay? Now, notice what Jesus says in verse 22. Are you there? Yes, sir. Are y'all there in verse 22? Yes. But Jesus, man, I want to sing. Sing it. Hey. I'm so happy about this one. But Jesus turned around, and when he saw her, he said, Be of good cheer, daughter. Your faith has made you well. He He didn't say my faith and he didn't say my power. He put it all on her faith. Now we understand it was his power, it was his virtue, but without her faith, his virtue would have been stuck inside till he got to Jairus' house. This lady got an on-the-way miracle. I just thought about deep. Y'all don't do this today, I know. But back in the day, back in the day, Tom, if you had cable, Come on. <laughs> rather than me call Group W, a Paragon, or Time Warner, or Spectrum, or Bright House, raw, I used to call a, I'll call. call somebody, hey, hey, bro. They're running cable over to their house. I need you to get up there and tap in. I need some on the way cable. <laughs> if somebody I know I'm talking about, tell the truth, tell the truth, tell the truth, tell the truth. I had some of that on the way cable, I did, I did. They had to get smart. Now, now you gotta have a box for everything. Now they had to get smart, cause man, we had so much bootleg cable. One person get cable in the whole neighborhood, and everybody else got cable. This woman, Jesus is on his way, and she tapped in. To that miracle working power by faith Now for 12 years She has been under Cursed conditions For 12 years She's been suffering with earth's reality We know this earth's reality They had whole camps for this If somebody had an issue of blood If somebody had, was dealing with uh, blood issues or, or leprosy, things like that They had whole camps outside You had to go stay in So this was, this was very common Oh, they, they, they had no healing. All they could do was just go outside the camp. That's how they coped with earth's reality. But with God, he doesn't want us coping with earth's reality. He wants us to overcome earth's reality. He wants us to shed earth's reality and by faith grab hold of heaven's reality. So when this woman reached and touched his garment, she pulled heaven's reality And it overrode Earth's reality that she had been dealing with 12 years. And he said, your faith, your faith made you well. Your faith did this. Your faith can do something. Your faith can grab what you want. Your faith can pull down what you want. Your faith can override whatever issue. See, this woman had an issue of blood, but it doesn't matter what your issue is. Your issue could be blood, it could be, it, could be, it could be money, it could be marriage, it could be chilling, children, career. Your faith can access the power of the Lord and eradicate any issue you're dealing with. Now, y'all hear me. Y'all, y'all say amen and then say amen. amen. Now, most of the church doesn't believe that. No, absolutely not. Yes? Yeah. Absolutely not. I, to y'all, like, come on, for real? Yes, most of the church doesn't believe that. Yeah, the good passed away. Most of the church believes healing was, is not for this time. Right. Healing passed away with the early apostles. The book of Acts, once the book of Acts was done, all the healing was over. Yeah. <laughs> yes. no. Well, yeah, that's planet to James. I mean James said the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much he said you know we can confess our sins to each other our faults to each other and we'll be healed right. Right. Yes. healing is healing is forever right. 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 God keeps covenant with those to a thousand generations we ain't seen a thousand generations yet no. alright now Hallelujah. watch this big in here oh, it. Come on. verse 22 daughter be of good cheer Be of good cheer, daughter. Now watch. Your faith has made you well. And the woman was made well from that hour. Now, if you look at that, on the surface, it looks like, well, that means she was healed instantly. But it didn't say she was made well at that hour. No, from. It says she was made well from. (laughs) <laughs> Mark 5, Jesus says, woman, uh, go behold of thy plague. Behold. She, when she first touched him, she was made well. He said, behold. In other words, he totally eradicated the presence of sickness and disease in her life whatsoever. Are y'all catching this? I'm talking about being totally wiped clean. She was made well from that hour. Mm, 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 mm. Give me that same uh, verse, verse in the Common English Bible, the CEB. Common English Bible. Watch this. Can y'all read it with me? Ready, read. When Jesus turned and saw her, he said, Be encouraged, daughter. Your faith has healed you. And the woman was healed from that time on. Healed from that time on. From now on. Well, I mean, she never saw that anymore. It says she was healed from that time on. Now call me crazy, like everybody else, but I believe She was healed and stayed healed from everything from that time on. Made whole. That's total, complete healing from everything. From that time on now she's healed. That means that there never, this, just, this is how, how I believe it. I'm just out there. That she never had to deal with another sickness again in her life. Well, why you say that? Because she learned what her faith could do. And she now knows that if my faith can deliver me from 12 years of an issue then my faith can keep issues off me oh boy oh boy see wait a minute wait a minute pastor you said now i can't keep sickness off no i didn't i didn't say you couldn't keep it i just said i said i'm not telling you sickness won't come but you have a shield of faith that is designed to intercept. That's a good word, Chris. To intercept germs, viruses that try to come on you. And if you will apply your faith all the time as opposed to just having a responsive faith, if you would now start to live by faith, the Bible didn't say respond, the just shall respond by faith. The Bible said the just shall live by faith. So the same faith that'll heal you is the same faith that will keep you healed. Hmm. This is big. This is big, sir. This is, this is, this may be something we have to preserve for a Wednesday. Because we gotta find out, Wait a minute. How do I now keep this stuff off me? Because I'm no longer of this world. My God. And he said well, the Bible says she was healed from that time on. Now I know the theologian and the little religious folk gonna tell me that just means she never had the issue of blood no more. Okay, that's true. That's you're right, she never had that no more. But I believe because she said she was made whole That's everything. Who has the King James? Anybody got King James? No. <laughs> Who has King James? Somebody has King James in 922. They got it. they can put it on the screen for us. And the woman was made whole from that hour. Y'all got it? So, King James, that's everybody steady. Everybody rock steady is King James, right? Made whole from, from, not at, from. That means from that moment forward, she never had any more issues. Somebody being stretched. Yeah. So faith will heal me and faith will keep me healed. Faith will heal me and faith will keep me healed. Say, faith will heal me and faith will keep me healed. Keep me healed. Keep me healed. Keep me healed. I am the healed. In other words, once you hit this place, once you understand your righteous position in God, you're not trying to get healed from now on. I am the healed. healed. And I I used to to do this confession years ago with Brother Creflo. I I am the healed protecting my health from sickness and disease. I am the healed protecting my health from sickness and disease. I am the healed protecting my health from sickness, I'm protecting it. Yes. So my faith then protects my health. This is way out there for St. Petersburg. <laughs> Glory to God. I know somebody in their mind saying, I don't believe all that. Well, just, just be sick. It's up to you. They got, they got pharmacies all over the place for you. I am no problem with that. If that's what your faith is, that's fine. But I'm trying to raise anybody who will your faith to a level that not only are you healed, but you now are the healed. You become something, not just receive something. Whoa. Did you hear what I just told you? That you now become something. I am the healed. That's a state of being. Permanent. If faith can produce it, faith will preserve it. If faith can produce it, faith will preserve it. If faith can produce it, faith faith will preserve it. That's why you want to get things by faith. That's really why you want to do everything by faith. Because if faith will produce it, faith will preserve it. Glory to God. Glory to God. Oh, man. I I need need to get some time. Can I have some time from y'all? Because I'm already out of time on my clock, so. Let's go another place here. Romans, I'm sorry, stay in Matthew. Go to verse 27. Matthew 9, 27. Show you another guy now. Watch this. When Jesus departed from there, two blind men. Now, this is after he went to Jairus' house. Jairus went in and got his miracle too. I'm just skipping past that. Y'all got it? 27. When Jesus departed from there, two blind men followed him, crying out and saying, Son of David, have mercy on us. Now, these blind men been following all along. They from the time Jairus showed up to the time this woman got her miracle, they probably went and sent outside the house. What? What happened? What happened? What just happened in there? Well, oh, this girl, she was just she was dead. Now she's alive. What? So now they said, What? They they departed from there. They, they followed him too. See, miracles will spawn miracles. Yeah. Healing will spawn healing. Yeah. That's why when God heals you, testify. Glory to God. Glory to God. That's what verse 26 says. 26 says the report went out. The report went out. The report. The report went out. Here goes somebody else going to believe the report. He departed from there. Two blind men followed him, crying out and saying, "Son of David, have mercy on us!" And when he had come into the house, the blind men came to him. They went in the house with him. <laughs> I'm getting in on it. now. First of all, you got to explain how two blind men even follow him. How they doing it? Because they're walking by faith. Not by sight. <laughs> he, and the blind man came to him and Jesus asked. He said to them, he's going to question their faith. Do you believe the report? That's, they heard that report in verse 26. Yeah, do, you do you believe that I'm able to do this? Yeah. They said to him, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, by faith. Yes. By faith. And 29, then he touched their eyes saying, according to my faith, according to my power, according to my love, according to my mercy, no, according to your faith, oh, let it be to you. So you receiving is according to your faith. Give me that same uh, verse, verse, please, in the message translation, please, message. I know message kind of lump it together, but let's see if we can get that in the message Bible. Twenty nine message Bible. See what it says here. Then he touched He touched their eyes and said, become what you believe. It happened. They saw. Tell you that you can become what what you believe. Become not just be healed. Become the healed Y'all just missed it Not just be healed Become the healed I'm a healed person walking around Well I I still got a little pain Doesn't, Doesn't change who you are If I eat sushi don't make me Japanese I'm still black If I eat some guacamole, that don't make me Mexican. I'm still black. So if a pain hits your body, it don't mean that you're the sick. Oh, y'all, it don't mean you're the sick. You're still the heal. Don't let what hit you cause you to identify yourself by that. Identify yourself by the blood. Identify yourself by the cross. Identify yourself by the by the empty tomb. I am the the heal, protecting my health from sickness and disease. Give me that same verse, please, in the Passion Translation. The Passion Translation, the Passion. Glory to God. Verse twenty nine, Matthew nine twenty nine. The Passion. Then Jesus put his hands over their eyes and said, you will have what your faith expects. You will have what your faith expects. Is your faith expecting anything from God? Because if your faith expects it, Jesus said, you will have what your faith expects. From now on. Oh, Jesus. This ain't about healing, but I'm going to throw this in deep. If you get rich by faith, you beat me to it. If you get rich by faith, then you'll become and you'll stay rich by faith. If you get rich by the world, you gotta hustle. You gotta grind. You gotta toil. You gotta sweat. You gotta struggle. But if you get rich by faith, faith will keep you. You become the rich. Ooh, protect, I'm the rich, protecting my wealth from poverty and lack. I'm keeping lack at bay. Glory to God! All right, let me let me finish up here. Okay, now i want to read this, and then I then I want to read something to you here. Walmart says, save money, live better. I'm, this is how you live better. This is how you live long and live strong here. It's by your faith. I'm not just being healed, I am the healed. Now, what I said to you was, that faith will bring your healing. Now what does these blind men up here? Uh-huh. They were blind. Uh-huh. Their faith now put up resistance to blindness. Yes, sir. Come on. Come on. Y'all, did y'all catch that? Uh-huh. Their faith now resisted the blindness. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Their faith Counteracted. Defeated. Blindness. Are y'all hearing that? Your faith will counteract and defeat AIDS and HIV and hepatitis and lupus and diabetes and cancer and dementia. Faith will resist it. Oh my goodness and it will flee from you yes. alright now now remember what I told you this woman with the issue of blood formerly she was healed from that hour or we're saying healed from now on and I'm, 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 I'm giving you the theory that I can prove by scripture that when you walk in faith you can keep things off you Y'all hear me back in the back? You can keep things off you. Now, some of y'all ain't listening, but see, you're going to need this in, in, in a couple of months. When flu and germs and virus going to try to come on you, you be sick. See, so you should have been listening today. You can take all the Tamiflu you want to and all that kind of stuff. You can get your flu shot, but the flu shot, they're giving you the flu. There's a real curse out there There's a real devil out there And he's after you Especially you The Bible says when the righteous fall before the wicked Oh man The devil especially wants to cause the God's people to fall in front of the wicked Okay So listen to what I'm saying to you here I'm, I'm giving you your medicine before You're getting inoculated today Alright now Last place here. I want to show you, and you can keep this stuff off you, by faith. faith. Matthew chapter 8. We've been in Matthew 9 all this time, right? Go to Matthew chapter 8. Let's go backwards here. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Who's learning anything today? Are you in Matthew 8? Verse 1. When he, this is Jesus, had come down from the mountain, great multitudes followed him. And behold, a leper came and worshipped him. Now a leper is dealing with what? Leprosy. Leprosy, which is highly, extremely contagious. Lepers were under uh, command that when they had leprosy, they had to go outside the camp and live in leprous camps. They, they had to uh, be quarantined. Untreatable. Things would happen where not only would leprosy affect their skin, skin would turn white, spots would, would form, but also body parts would fall off. they lose. I, I was, remember being in Africa uh, years ago and we saw some. Uh, there was some, we had gone to a store, and these guys were sitting there in front of the store, and they uh, called out to us, hey, hey, can you help us, can you help us? And I was about to go shake their hand do something, and the pastor said, he grabbed my hand, move, don't do that. I said, what? He said, they have leprosy. I didn't know. I'm in America, I ain't seen nobody no leprosy. I don't know. Extremely contagious. It means you don't touch anybody with leprosy. And behold, a leper came and worshiped him. Y'all wake up now. Listen to this. You're going to need this here. Because you're going to be around somebody with the flu. You're going to be around somebody. What's this hepatitis thing that's going to all the restaurants? Hepatitis A, you're going to sit up in all these restaurants eating your food. Somebody ain't washed their hands. You better listen to what I'm saying to you. Just blow me off today. I'm telling you, listen. A leper came and worshiped him saying, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. So Jesus could have shouted from a distance. Okay, be clean. Because his words would have healed that man. Send a word on him, he'll be healed. But your Bible says, watch this. Then Jesus put out his hand and touched him. He touched a leper. At that moment, leprosy is supposed to come on Jesus, turn white, spots, and eventually parts fall off Jesus. But Jesus is de-healed He's the healed. (laughs) He isn't just the healer. He's the healed. He put forth his hand, out his hand, and touched him, saying, I am willing, be cleansed. Immediately, his leprosy was cleansed. What was supposed to happen in the natural was that the non-leper was supposed to now be Filthy. Right? If I'm if I'm filthy, I've been playing out in the mud. I'm covered in mud, and you got on a white suit. Where's where's brother brother <laughs> brother Matthew coming in a white suit? If I come and I, I, I hug him and I got on a he got on a white suit, I'm muddy. I don't be, my, my clothes don't become white. His suit becomes muddy. The filth transfers to the clean. But Jesus is the heal. So when he touched the leper, Jesus didn't receive his leprosy. The leper received his cleansing. What happens? Jesus is walking by faith all the time. He's walking in faith all the time. So his faith resisted leprosy. His faith wouldn't allow the leprous virus to transfer from the leper to him. What happened was the, the who, divinity virus, the clean virus from Jesus transferred to the leper and the leper was made clean. He was cleansed at, immediately. Amen. Now what's, what is this saying? You, by faith, can resist any sickness and disease, and it does not have to come on you at all. (laughs) Oh, Jesus. Your faith will withstand the force or effect of any sickness. Your faith will counteract or defeat any sickness or disease. That means you can remain unaffected, unspotted, unstained from this world. Amen. 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 Do y'all hear that? Yes. Does anybody in this room believe what I'm saying to you? Yes. Do you believe his report? He was wounded for our transgressions, bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes, we are—we were healed. And if we were healed, then we are healed. Now I want to read something for you real quick. Get your Bibles open to, or they can put it on the screen for us, Romans 8. I'm going to show you three verses. I want you to listen to these, these three verses before I read this. Romans 8, verse 2. If I were you, I, I would probably try to commit these to memory. That's, this is what I did. I committed these verses to memory here. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. Now, the law of sin and death is what's out in the world. That's the curse. That's, what's, that's what makes people sick. That's what makes people die. It's the law of sin of sin and death but the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from that free from that did y'all catch that y'all listening over here look at all these these young people these kids and stuff you know they they go to school with all that meningitis all that stuff at these school campuses they better listen to what I'm saying Listen to what I'm saying. This, is, this isn't just grown folks preaching. Little kids laid out on their back with spinal meningitis. Dying from it. Better catch what I'm saying to you. There's a law of sin and death. When a plane flies, it overrides a law of Gravity. With the law of thrust to get up and the law of lift to stay up. So it doesn't doesn't get rid of the law of gravity, it just overcomes it. Am I right, Mr. Air Force? So the law of the spirit of life overrides the law of sin and death. Got it? Verse 6. Verse 6. There's another one to, to commit to memory here. To be carnally minded is death. death. But to be spiritually minded so to keep thinking from the flesh operating by the flesh brings death in all its agents. But to operate by the spirit bring, come on, life and peace. Got it? If I'm you, I'm telling you. Memorize verse 2. Memorize verse verse 6. Last one, verse 11. Verse 11. I memorize this value. But if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, how many here born again? Full of the Holy Ghost. This spirit who dwells in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies. Through his spirit who dwells in you. Hallelujah. Now don't let religious people tell you that means he's going to raise from the dead after, at the rapture and all that kind of stuff. Because at the rapture, you're not going to get this body back. You're not taking that body to heaven. Not talking about that. He said you're mortal bodies. That means that the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in you, he will also quicken or give life to these mortal bodies. That means anything that's dead in your mortal body, he'll make alive. If you got dead organs, dead cells, dead tissue, dead muscles, dead limbs, he'll give life to all those things that are in your mortal bodies right now. There's a law of life that overrules the law of sin and death. All right, now, I want to read something for you. I mentioned a guy to you last week named John G. Lake. I had to go and find his testimony. John G. Lake was one of the great pioneers in faith and healing miracles all over the world. And this is his testimony of what happened in his ministry during what was called the bubonic plague. Y'all have heard of that? plague killed millions of people. Now listen to this. It says, this is his, his quote from him. Now watch the action of the law of life. Faith belongs to the law of life. Faith is the very opposite of fear. Faith has the opposite effect in spirit, soul, and body. Listen to this. Faith causes the spirit of man to become confident. It causes the mind of a man of man to become restful and positive. A positive mind repels disease. Consequently, the emanation or what comes out of the spirit destroys disease germs. Next paragraph. And because we were in contact with the spirit of life, I and the little Dutch fellow with me, went out and buried many of the people who had died from the bubonic plague. We went into homes and carried them out, dug the graves and put them in. Sometimes we would put three or four people in the same grave. Watch this. We never took the disease. He said we never took the disease. Why? Because of the knowledge that the law of life in Christ Jesus protects us. That law was working because of the fact, because of the fact that a man, by that action of his will, puts himself purposely in contact with God. Faith takes possession of his heart, and the condition of his nature is changed. Did you catch that? The condition of his nature is changed. You and I now have divine nature. Everybody say I'm divine. Instead of being fearful, he's full of faith. Instead of being absorbent and drawing everything to himself, his spirit repels sickness and disease. The spirit of Christ Jesus flows through the whole being and emanates through the hands, the heart, and from every pore of the body. Listen to this. During that great plague that I mentioned, they sent a government ship with supplies and cores of doctors. One of the doctors sent for me and said, what have you been using to protect yourself? Our core has the preventative and that, has this preventative and that preventative, which we use as protection. But we concluded that if a man could stay on the ground as you have and keep ministering to the sick and burying the dead, you must have a secret. What is it? This is what the government doctors were asking him. What's your secret? I answered, brother, that is the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. I believe that just as long as I keep my soul in contact with the living God so that his spirit is flowing into my soul and body, that no germ will ever attach itself to me. For the spirit of God we'll kill it. will kill it. <laughs> I don't know if y'all are ready for this, man. He asked, don't you think that you had better use our preventatives? I replied, no, but doctor, I think that you would like to experiment with me. Now watch what he said, this is what I told you about. He said, if you will go over to one of these dead people and take the foam that comes out of their lungs after death, then put it under the microscope, you will see masses of living germs. You will find that they are alive, the germs are, Until a reasonable time after a man is dead. That's scientifically true, right? You can fill my hand with them and I will keep it under the microscope and instead of these germs remaining alive, they will die instantly. They tried it and found it was true. They questioned, what is that? I replied, that is the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. When a man's spirit... And a man's body are filled with the blessed presence of God. It oozes out of the pores of your flesh and kills the germs. Suppose, on the other hand, my soul had been under the law of death and I were in fear and darkness. The very opposite would have been the result. The result would have been that my body would have absorbed the germs. These would have generated disease, and I would have died. Now listen to this last statement. He says, you who are sick, put yourself in contact with God's law of life. Read his word with the view of enlightening your heart so that you'll be able to look up with more confidence and believe in him. Pray that the spirit of God will come into your soul Take possession of your body and his power will make you well. That is the exercise of the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. Wow. Wow! The law is real. When millions of people were dying and John G. Lake and his Dutch assistant were out carrying bodies, burying bodies touching all these people never once he said, I like how he said, we didn't take it <laughs> so a believer who's connected to the law of the spirit of life in Christ, jesus says you have to take disease so just don't take it don't take the germs, don't take the viruses just don't take them somebody sends mail to your house, you can take it or not take it we used to say, take it or leave it. Leave it. Remain, choose life. Remain as the healed. Your faith is a resistant faith. And you can be healed from now on. Do y'all believe that? Stand on your feet. I'm healed, I'm healed from now on. I refuse to take sickness and disease. I refuse germs and viruses. I am the heal protecting, protecting my health from sickness and disease. From sickness and disease. The law, the law of, the of, of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus, in Christ Jesus has, has, me, made has made me free, free from the law law of sin and death. death. I am not carnally minded. minded. That brings death. death. I am spiritually minded. minded. That brings life and peace. The same spirit spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in me me and and he quickens quickens my mortal body body in Christ 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 Jesus. Jesus. I'm alive now. Praise God. I'm alive. I'm alive. I'm alive. I'm alive now. I'm alive now. Fully alive now. This man laid at the gate at Acts 3, beautiful gate, had been lame his whole life. Asked Peter for some money. Peter said, we left it at home. We don't have any on us, in other words. But such as I have, I'm giving you. I'm going to share with you what I have. Thank you, Jesus. (laughs) In the name of Jesus, rise up and walk. Hallelujah. Such as I have. See, will you understand this, man, you don't, you don't have to uh, tolerate mm-hmm. all that cursed condition. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. you can live long, live strong, live whole, live, live well from now, from now on. From now on. From now on. Father, thank you today thank you, for the word. Thank you, Lord, for your spirit. Thank you, Lord, that you have given us life. Thank you, Father, that, Lord, you have given us the measure of faith. And as we take that measure, we develop it, we grow it, we strengthen ourselves in the faith that we realize now, Lord, our faith is much more potent than we knew before. <laughs> Lord, there are products on the market that says that they kill germs on contact. But God, there's nothing more powerful than our faith than the anointing of the Holy Ghost that's on the inside of us. That we now understand will kill germs on contact, will kill viruses on contact. In the name of Jesus, that God, we are now free from sickness and disease. We walk around not just expecting divine healing, but walking around in divine health. In the court of Romans 8, verse 2, walking around in divine life. Hallelujah. The law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made us free from the law of sin and death. We're not carnally minded. We're spiritually minded. We have life and peace. And the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in us and makes alive these mortal bodies. God, now we walk in that. We live in it. So we resist. We resist all the onslaught from the enemy and we give no place to the devil we'll make sure we guard our mouths so we don't open our mouths and make room for the devil to come in with anything we won't talk about coming down with something no we're coming up with with healing we're never under the weather God we're always overcomers more than conquerors this is the victor that overcomes the world Overcomes sickness, yes. overcomes disease, overcomes germs, overcomes virus, overcomes death, yes. even our faith. Now I pray that these, your people, will walk out of here, the most healed people on this planet, the most healthy, whole, and strong, that God, even according to your word, that you satisfy mouths with the good things, and our youth is being renewed like the eagles. Thank you that, God, we're getting stronger, 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 stronger now. Spirit, soul, and body stronger. We walk in total victory. We give you praise. We give you glory. And we give you all the honor for it now. In Jesus' great name. Amen. Put those hands together and give God a praise today. I am the healer.